We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what is up green bay packers fans and welcome back to another edition of the daily draft brought to you by badger state brewing in green bay wisconsin i am your host ross uggleman this is a rarity because you are getting this episode the day that we recorded it why Oddly enough, he was always on the schedule, but we want to take a look at Washington Edge Braylon Trice. Now, Braylon was an interesting one, uh, so, certainly somebody that I wanted to see work out in Indianapolis. And his story really is almost even more about not working out and, and, and kind of what happened with him uh, and the way he, he wins, sort of the questionable decisions that I think were kind of made in his draft uh, pre-draft process, whether that was uh, put forward to him by an agent or what have you. But um uh, Super, super interesting. We'll get into that kind of in the con section as we kind of go through uh, Braylon as because nothing that I think that that happened in Indianapolis uh, that we know about. You never know how the meetings go with the teams and uh, the meeting with the media and, and stuff like that. But um, I would say nothing that happened on the field or in the weigh in was helpful for Braylon Trice. Uh, pros on film, extremely physical player. Um, and, and I would say even moving almost directly to a con sometimes that shows up uh in not great ways with kind of the wildness that that he he uses but 
Uh, ultimately, it doesn't matter because we'll talk about the productivity in a little bit. But, I mean, he is so – like, he just is on 11 all the time. And and I love that in a pass rusher. Clay Matthews was a lot like that, especially early Clay Matthews where just like, man, this guy is just cranked all the way up, down in, down out, emptying the clip. And, and that's certainly how Braylon uh, Trice plays. His hands were extremely violent, uh, and, and they do disrupt and shock offensive linemen in the run game and pass. Uh, he's definitely moving guys off their spot. I mean, when, when he shoots his hands and hits a spot, he it's he's an impressive player, and, and you can see that on film in a multitude of ways, and uh, I enjoy watching it for sure. High motor guy, you know, we, we've we've already kind of discussed that, but I mean, you know, with these these pursuit sacks, the extra sacks, the the extra plays that are made downfield, like he's just constantly, you know, he's a coach's dream. You know, I would say he's a guy that uh, coaches are going to push for because I would guess that his Washington coaches are going to speak highly of him. And uh, you know, when when a outside linebacker coach or a pass for a defensive line coach, I guess Rebervich is would be the you know when he watches Braylon Trice, he's going to say, "I want this guy." And I'm not sure that that's going to work out. We'll talk about that in the Packers fit part. But it, I, I would guess that it's something that, you know, uh, a coach will say because he he is a high motor guy. He is a guy that that is just constantly on. And um, that's whistle to whistle, which is a positive for sure. Speed to power transition is excellent. The bull rush is strong, even when he's not necessarily using his hands and just kind of walking guys back. Um, that is excellent. And, and when he does get kind of a running start and that's something he likes to do, uh, oddly enough, you know, for, for a guy who's not overly long, love to, or, or like to rush from a two point stance, even carrying as much weight as he was allegedly carrying. And we'll discuss the allegedly part there, but, um, a lot from a two point stance and a lot from a wide alignment. And I think part of that has to do with, with maybe a lack of flexibility and the, the inability to line up like in a six or a seven, and and turn the corner. I mean, he he was not necessarily the like that old style Philadelphia Eagles wide nine, but he was out there, and and that was to kind of create himself a path to the quarterback as opposed to actually being able to to turn the corner and run the arc. Okay, uh, plus first step. I wouldn't say it's like elite ball get off, but it's it's a positive. It's it's uh, certainly something that you know in my my notes or or what I think of Braylon Trice. That's something that that I would would grade positively. Um, but it's not like, oh my God, this guy's first step. That's, that's really not how, how he wins. He's not like a chop Robinson. Okay. Um, play strength, excellent in both phases. Very, very rarely is he getting washed. And, you know, uh, again, we will talk about this weight thing, but a lot of the time it wasn't just taking on tight ends. A lot of the time it was taking on tackles and, um, you know, whether he's, he's moving a guy back on a bull rush or whether he's, holding the edge, holding, you know, working down the line as he's supposed to do in run defense and not a lot of run defense in the Pac-12, but he's his play strength is legitimate as is his balance. Those two things um, are, are two things that I appreciate for sure. I would say that the counter moves again are kind of like the ball get off. Um, his, his ability to counter in the pass rush game is similar to the ball get off in that I'll say like, it's a plus, but it's not, you know, like, Oh my God, you know, this, if, if the spin doesn't work, well, his inside counter is beautiful. Or if, you know, like his counter his counter game is fine. Now, when you pair his kind of, you know, B minus B, you know, solid B counter game with his a plus plus effort, that that leads to some cleanup sacks. That leads to some some cleanup QB hits. That leads to, you know, the 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 you know, quarterback trying to extend the play and and not 
having that work out the way that it might have had uh, Braylon Trice not been there. So you'll see that on film where, you know, his first pass rush move doesn't work, goes to a counter. And then that, in addition to his ability to pursue his constant and relentless way that he attacks a quarterback, those two work in concert and and it's, it's a positive. It's definitely a plus, you know, on, on, on my notes here, I would say, and, and then, you know, look at productivity. We talked about productivity and this is not specifically productivity, but we've talked on this show a number of times about pro football focuses grades and, and, you know, you can have whatever opinion that you want of them, but his pass rush grades, you know, I, I, I would say these, these two things are good. So I, I set the minimum to 200 snaps and that still was over 200 edge defenders, not even linemen, just edge defenders. Uh, in both years, that was more than 200 edge defenders playing more than 200 pass rush snaps, not just snaps, 200 pass rush snaps. And, and out of that group, he ranked 10th nationally in 2023 in grade and fourth nationally in 2022 in pass rush grade. Again, not the, not the gospel, but you're talking about a 1%, you know, you're talking about a top two, three percenter that's, and that's what you want. If you're going to draft him in the top 60, which is, you know, probably his range, or at least it was his range coming into the NFL combine. He is a top from a PFF pass rush grade standpoint. He's a top, you know, two, three percenter. Well, he's a top one percenter in the next stat, which is quarterback pressures. Um, he had 70 pressures in 2022 and 80 pressures in 2023. That is 150 quarterbacks pressures. What does that mean? Hurries, hits, and sacks combined 150 hurries, hits, or sacks in the last two years, which led FBS football, led the Pac-12, led them all. I mean, he was, from a disruption standpoint, the top pass rusher over the last two years, and that has value. Now, whether that translates is, is, is a question. Whether the athletic ability is in line with that, you know, we, we talk about so often uh, the, the, the relative athletic scores and people have, you know, varying opinions on how much testing matters. Guys, it matters. It matters at edge. It, it super matters at edge. You talk about some of the top, top guys. And, and of course, you know, bigger, faster, stronger athletes are, are going to be the ones that do really well. But when, when we're talking about a position and tight end is kind of like this too, where, where the freaks, if you will, the freaks are kind of the more, the most successful dudes. Um, the ones that you are, are, you know, looking for in, in, in that spot, tight ends, freaks do really well, but man, you talk about some of the top, top guys in the league rushing the passer and, and their, their RAS scores are, are enormous. Miles Garrett, 9.99, Rashawn Gary, 9.94, uh, Montez Sweat, 9.92, Daniil Hunter, 9.91, uh, Brian Burns, 9.90. Aiden Hutchinson, 9.89. Um, Preston Smith, 9.80. If you're if you're Packers fans, Jalen Phillips is is super high up there. Um, you go back a little further, Ziggy Anson, 9.76. Uh, folks, it's it's a it's an important thing. It is a it is important thing. Josh Sweat, 9.68. Um, Mar- uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, 9.63. Max Crosby, 9.65. Trey Hendrickson, 9.53. J.J. Watt, you go back, 9.74. Uh, Bradley Chubb, 9.51. You see these 95th-plus percentile athletes consistently 
at the top. Now, are there non-athletes that do a great job? There sure are. Okay, there, there sure are. So Darius Smith is kind of a non-athlete, and, and he does a great job wrestling the passer. You will see guys that don't you know test super well, but I'm not looking at it right now. And I, I would guess 70 or 80% of the top 10 pass rushers in the league as far as like pressure rate are freaks. That, that would be my guess if it's not 8 out of 10. You know, and maybe 15 or 16 out of 20, I would guess 80 to 90% of the best guys in the league are super athletes. And I'm not convinced that Braylon Trice is a super athlete. Now, you don't lead college football playing in a power five conference in pressures if you suck at football. And Braylon Trice does not suck at football. He's very, very good at football. But this thing that happened in Indianapolis might have just kicked him out around one. Why? Going into the cons now. A uh, really, really strange weigh-in at the NFL Combine, Washington, and and look, we, you know, I've been talking about sports information directors maybe not being the most honest cats in the world uh, for a long time, but uh, th- this one was crazy because I think he actually did trim down, or oh my God, I would hope he did. Washington listed him at six four two seventy four, so that catches my eye, right? Because we've talked a lot about Packer people, Packer fit. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but but ever since and and. Got a little little disagreement on Twitter this morning. That's it's fine. Um, you know, ever since you, you can look at it two ways. Ever since Brian Gutekunst started, or ever since uh, Mike Pettin started, whichever one you want to believe, they have gone for the bigger edges. Um, you look at kind of their top 125 picks before. Clay was more of an outside linebacker body type. Kyler Fackrell certainly an outside linebacker body type. Carl Bradford was just straight up undersized. Vince Beagle many would argue undersized. And the one guy that they took that was big and they took him high was Nick Perry. And even they asked him to slim down. So they had that kind of smaller archetype gone. As soon as, you know, Goody got there, or as soon as they switched to Mike Pettin, big, big edges, Rashawn Gary, big, um, Preston Smith signed big, but then LVN drafted big, big edges. You know, that's, that's especially, in the, especially in the top 100, they big, big dudes. So, you're looking at listed at six four. Okay, that's that's kind of the Packers line, and then two seventy four. Well, the line for the Packers have been two sixty, two sixty plus, please. And so I'm thinking, all right, interesting. Want to you know, great grades, great pressure rates. Film is good. Like the way he uses his hands, relentless. All right, love it. And then comes to the combine at six three and a half, two forty five. Does no jumps. Does no agilities. The agility is not great on tape and then runs just like an okay 40 time. I think his RAS ended up in the sixes or sevens or whatever. Um, it, it wasn't great. And so, and, and, and honestly, it's, it's a, it's a nothing thing because I, I love, you know, what they do over there. And I love using those numbers to try and educate fans and point them towards guys that green Bay is likely to take. But yeah, and he didn't even qualify because he only ran. 472 is an 84th percentile uh 40 for an edge. And the 27420, or excuse me, the 165 10 yard split is a 77th percentile 10 yard split, which the 10 yard split is more important for the pass rusher than the 40. Well, that's good. You know, athletes are getting bigger, faster, stronger. Is 77th percentile something to get like super excited about? I don't know. I'll tell you what's not anything to get super excited about. And that's not verting and not broad jumping and not running the three cone and not running the short shuttle. That is something to not get excited about that raises concerns. 
Now, a lot of that could be answered at Washington's pro day. You can't really, certainly can't cheat on a vert. You're not going to be able to cheat on a broad. And, and, and teams have their own clocks for the three cone. So those numbers are either going to be there or they're not. Um, he wasn't. A, and, and so that the, the other question for me is, I think he did drop weight. I don't think Washington was lying by 30 pounds. Okay. I don't, I don't think that's the case, but he wasn't a bendy speed rusher. So why drop the weight? You know, he's going through guys. And he's not just as, you know, just a, a like, like what LVN was this season and what Gary was coming out. You know, he's not just a freak athlete speed to power bull rusher. He can do that, but that's not the only way he won. Like he was a hand fighter. He, he did a lot of really good work, uh, you know, going, <laughs> working half man inside moves outside. He, he's good. He's good at pass rushing. He's a technician. What are you doing dropping 30 pounds when, when you're going to try and go through a tackle? And that has been, by the way, Green Bay's preference on rushers. Uh, they have preferred the guy that will go, you know, through the tackle as opposed to the guys that I sometimes like watching that can bend and, and run the arc and go around a tackle and look different strokes for different folks, whatever. That hasn't been the way that Green Bay's done business. But the way that Braylon Trice played football at Washington was the way that Green Bay has done business. Why are you dropping 30 pounds? I, I don't get it. I don't. And, and plus, now, you know, we're going to talk about it in a second from a Packers fit perspective. He's too light. Maybe. Maybe. We're going to talk about that in an episode that you're going to see on Tuesday with Justice Mosqueda because he's got a little bit of a different theory on that. And, and I'm maybe starting to possibly believe it. Um, okay. Uh, lack of length shows up on film. That was com- confirmed at the combine. He's not 6'4". And he's got 32 and a half inch arms, which are short for a defensive end. Period. That's those are short arms. Uh, he plays high and and again off, often, like I said, loves the two point stance. Plays high and often rushes from a wide alignment because he doesn't have he does not appear to have the ability to bend the edge to turn the corner. Um, ankle flex, knee flex, hip flex. That does not appear to be there. So he has to line up wider and kind of get a running start at at the corner and trying to. Uh, beat tackles that way. Otherwise, counter the wide alignment with an inside move. Get to the quarterback. Very good at those things. Not trying to hate, but I don't understand the strategy here as far as what he did uh, going into Indianapolis. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The Packers fit might not be real great. Um, and, and I'll give a little preview as to like Justice is thinking. So Justice pointed out on, on this very channel, you know, talking to Andy, a lot of Packers fans are thinking about the old school way of, of a 4-3 defense. You think about Vonnie Holiday, of course, the GOAT, Reggie White. You think about Sean Jones. You think about, um, you know, other guys that they drafted. Even Aaron Campman was considered a little bit small. But, but you know, 4-3 defensive ends, and they drafted some guys that maybe necessarily didn't work out in like a Michael Montgomery. Of course, Jamal Reynolds, everybody remembers them drafting Jamal Reynolds, but that's that's a real 4-3 defensive end type. That has not been the case, okay? The Jets, Robert Sala running the same defense, just took like a 238-pound pass rusher in the first round in Will McDonald. They have other small pass rushers in uh, Carl Lawson and um, the other kid that's going to get super paid huff huff bryce huff he's going to get paid and then you look at what the the D'Amico did down in houston and spending a high 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 pick on a 241 pound pass rusher and will anderson and pairing him with a bunch of other guys that don't weigh 260 pounds maybe speed rushers are coming to green bay i, I don't know that for sure i'm not even predicting that but i am saying it might be time to just press pause a little bit on the weight height weight thresholds and see if even if it's one of those body types that Halfley wants in the room, they might be might be interested. But the, what we were working off of, which is, I believe, three cone, uh, broad jump for sure. I'll pull it up here from our good friend Jake Morley. By the way, by the uh, Packer Report draft guide, we've got all of this Packer stuff. So we were working off of uh, six four plus. 260 plus 80th percentile broad jump, which would be about a 10 foot generally uh, broad jump. And those are the, the keys. And then they, they like the, I, I would add to this a 7.05 second three cone or less. Um, Jake doesn't have it here, but I would add it if, if I were doing it. So without those numbers, it's hard to know uh, kind of what the deal is from a, from a fit standpoint, but I don't know. You know, those things they don't move on, I guess, is what I'll say. Height, weight, I'm not I'm not sure, okay? The broad jump thing, explosion, right? That's what your vertical and your broad jump throw, show your explosive metrics and your agility metrics, specifically the three-cone. They love the three-cone for pass rushers, and that doesn't, that doesn't change if they're interested in a guy who's maybe, you know, 6'3 and three-quarters and 251 as opposed to 6'6, 276. They, they still want guys that can turn. And that has never been, whether it was the capers, more outside linebacker body types, to the Petten, more defensive end body types, it hasn't mattered. They, they love the three-cone drill and the broad jump. It is important to them. Um, still, I think uh, uh, he's one of my favorite rushers in the draft. OK, 
Okay. It's, it's been fun to watch him work. Um, I would say I agree with pro football focuses grading. If we're talking about a play by play consistent consistency level and his ability to affect the quarterback. Uh, I, I just really enjoy watching him play football. And he's one of my favorite players in the draft, even though he's not aesthetically like the type of rusher that I like that, you know, is, is a speed guy or a speed guy with some, some good moves. And, and he's not that he is a go through your face type of guy, but still I. I think he'd have to have a lot go right for him at the Washington Pro Day to be even considered to be a Green Bay Packer. And that, by the way, doesn't mean that he's not going to have a successful NFL career somewhere else. But you guys, hopefully, you know, most of you watching the show are Packers fans. And I'm just trying to tell you that unless some things go really well for him at Washington's Pro Day, this nonsense that went on dropping 30 pounds going into Indianapolis and not running any drills is not going to help anyone. Um, and again, I mentioned Green Bay has liked edge guys that are six, four plus he's not 270. He isn't anymore. And they like the broad jump in the three cone. And we don't have those numbers. We don't know. We don't, um, overall grade. I really liked him. He's player 33 overall for me. I think edge five, uh, he's going to drop. I don't know how much, um, I'd be, I, I don't think I'll, I don't think he'll, depending on what happens, I, I don't think I'll move him off of. Like, uh, I don't think I'm moving to round three. He might be ranked outside my top 64 players. I know that doesn't always make sense, but this is concerning. This is, you know, the, the short arms, not running the agilities, that, that kind of stuff. But, but again, it's like people accuse me a lot of being obsessed with the numbers. He's, he's maybe going to drop half a round for me. And, and that might seem considerable. Maybe it puts him, you know, Green Bay at 58, take a corner and a tackle, take a really good pass rusher at 58. Don't know. Very interested in his jumps and his agilities at Washington's Pro Day, or he might have, I think, potentially a Kingsley Enigbari situation. Not maybe to the level that Kingsley dropped, but we could. Because, again, pass rusher, edge defender, for me, is the number one athletic testing position. Number one. And and I think that, you know, that could potentially be the only path to him for, for Green Bay. For him to be a Packer would be if he fell. Because as we've seen with Kingsley and Igbari, as we've seen with, uh, you know, even the guys that they target in undrafted free agency, that's when those things, you know, kind of go away. They, they'll, they'll won't, they, they like a certain kind of tackle in the top 100, but an undrafted free agency, they'll check out a six foot nine, 300 million pounds, Caleb Jones. They like a certain kind of corner in the top 100, but they'll check out Ladarius Gunter running a 4-7 in undrafted free agency. They really like a certain kind of edge rusher in the top 100, but when a guy as good as Kingsley Anikbari continues to drop, they'll take him in the fifth round because he's just too good at football. There might have to be a drop like that with Braylon Trice uh, for him to be a Green Bay Packer. Guys, thanks so much for watching the show here and or, or potentially listening on the podcast. What can you do for us? Easy. Check me out. I'm at Ross Uglum on X, formerly known as Twitter. Check us out at Packer Report. Um, becoming a VIP is the number one way to support us. And that first month is a dollar. You can just kind of see what we're about. If you don't like it, you're welcome to cancel or upgrade to the annual, which is you know fewer total dollars if you're on the annual subscription. And um, there are some really cool perks that come with being a Packer Report member as well. The other thing, guys, is buy the draft guide. Uh, you know, the, the the this knowledge that you're getting or this, you know, Context that you're getting is is going to be all in the Packer Report draft guide. We're going to give you 10% off promo code daily, D-A-I-L-Y. And 
I'm going to write a couple pieces. There's going to be some Packer, uh, excuse me, Packer specific articles, Packer specific mock draft, um, player fits for like 300 prospects for Green Bay rankings. I mean, it's all going to be there. Jake's Packer people that threat like if you want to be a knowledgeable Packers fan heading into the NFL draft, you got to have it. Other than that, do everything you're supposed to do here. Like, subscribe, get all the wonderful Pack-A-Day podcast that you need. Have a great rest of your Friday. Have a great weekend, everybody. And go Pack Go. (laughs) 